Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. This episode is brought to you by my course, Rest Assured. If you've been struggling with falling asleep, or staying asleep, or just not waking up feeling well-rested, you've come to the right place. Cognitive Behavioral Therapy for Insomnia, or CBTI, is the gold standard intervention in the management of insomnia. Rest Assured is a digital course that walks you through CBTI, step-by-step, with everything you need to succeed. Each of the six weekly modules guides you through some important background information for the different techniques, explores the evidence-based techniques in detail, provides multiple examples of exercises so you can find the one that works for you, and reviews the work you've completed since the last module. And rest assured, it's just not another DIY left to your own devices, but rather, you get direct access to me, a board-certified sleep physician in twice-monthly office hours, where you can ask me face-to-face any questions you may have about the course material. So check out www.wellrestedmd.com slash RA to learn more. That's wellrestedmd.com slash RA. Or just head to the homepage and click on courses to learn more. Enjoy the episode. Hey there, friends and neighbors. You're listening to the Well Rested Podcast, episode number 54, Insomnia Break. I'm your host, Dr. Joshua Lennon. What would happen if instead of trying to take a break from your insomnia, you gave your insomnia a break? In this week's episode, I'll explore a couple exercises for an insomnia break, including scheduled worry time, paradoxical intention, and the compassionate insomnia break. It was common to hear in sleep medicine circles that no one with insomnia ever dies from not sleeping. They just worry about dying from not sleeping. Though ultimately misguided, which we'll get into in a moment, the notion is that the symptom complex of insomnia is primarily driven by worry about bad sleep, rather than bad sleep itself. Anxieties about sleep and not sleeping are the real problem, not something about the sleep itself. This was reinforced by several findings, including that many individuals with insomnia had completely normal sleep. Once asleep, there was nothing broken about the amount, structure, continuity, or quality of sleep, unlike, say, someone with an intrinsic sleep disorder like sleep apnea or narcolepsy, where we find numerous objective abnormalities. Another was this concept of sleep state misperception also known as paradoxical insomnia. The underlying mechanics are that when we are asleep, we are unconscious, and therefore not in a great position to be aware of and track time by a moment-to-moment basis. So with sleep state misperception, I have trouble recognizing when I am awake versus when I am asleep. I may be lying in bed, and every time I look over at the clock, get increasingly frustrated that I am still awake for such a long time, not realizing that for much of the time in between the clock checks, I've actually been sleeping. The opposite can also be true. I may be sitting in a recliner trying to watch a show, only to be chastised what seems like the next moment for being asleep. But in my mind, it went from the opening credits to having a pillow thrown at me with no recognition that I've been sleeping in between. This is sleep state misperception. So it was all too easy to dismiss complaints of insomnia because the assumptions were, number one, sleep was probably normal, and number two, that the individual is likely sleeping, even though she believes she is not. The conversation has changed, however, thanks to several advances in knowledge, especially from Dr. Julio Fernandez-Mendoza and his colleagues at Penn State. In their large cohort followed for many years, individuals were classified into four categories. Normal sleepers without insomnia, short sleepers without insomnia, normal sleepers with insomnia, and short sleepers with insomnia. They found that individuals with normal sleep duration and no symptoms of insomnia fared the best in terms of long-term health outcomes. 
Individuals with symptoms of insomnia but normal sleep duration also had no excess risk of poor health outcomes. No surprise, those individuals with short sleep duration did more poorly, something we talked about all the way back in episode one. But interestingly, the group with the worst outcomes were the short sleepers that also had insomnia, worse than just short sleep duration alone. So it turns out that anxiety about not sleeping is not the only problem. If that anxiety about not sleeping actually leads to not sleeping, that's a recipe for disaster. Thankfully, the same strategies we've been talking about throughout this podcast, the evidence-based best practices for getting a good snooze, they are effective and worthwhile no matter what. So let's dive in here. More specifically, let's lean in to the insomnia. There's an old saying that suffering equals pain times resistance. Pain in life is inevitable, but suffering is optional. The more we resist the inevitable challenges of life, the more we suffer. What resists, persists. Resistance may take the form of, this shouldn't be happening to me, or it's not supposed to be like this, or it's not fair. Reality simply is what it is. It does not need your permission to be so. But that can be very hard to accept. And what you resist persists. Try not thinking about pink elephants, and suddenly that becomes the one thing filling your brainwaves. And when we're feeling down, it seems like we're the only ones going through it. Alone. Isolated. So the next time you find yourself staring at the ceiling, cursing yourself for being a bad sleeper, knowing that it's not supposed to be this way, that you can't be not sleeping right now, not with all that's on your plate tomorrow morning, pause and lean in. One method of trying to get ahead of the worry of not sleeping that may derail you from actually sleeping is to literally get ahead by scheduling some worry time. Specifically, this means setting aside some time ahead of your intended sleep period to let all that worry out. Block off a bit of time, maybe in that last hour or 30 minutes before you want to be in bed. You may take just one or two minutes to get it completed, or maybe the first time you really get rolling and spend a whole hour or more. That's totally up to you. This is your opportunity to just let it all out. Don't be shy. The outpouring is not meant for anyone else. Not for your romantic partner, your therapist, your parents or coworkers, or your social media connections. Sitting in a quiet room and just rehashing the same spiral into darkness probably won't get you as far. That's the recipe for rumination. Going over the same thing over and over. Not really getting anywhere with each additional iteration. Rather, writing out on paper the otherwise rumination fodder will help get more of it out of your head, because there's no rule against having multiple simultaneous catastrophes. Writing it out also acts as a funnel, trying to distill the worry to its most distinct form. In addition to focusing more on the worry than the worry fractals multiplying out of control, this has a way of taking some of the sting out of them as well. We discussed this practice as part of the winding down routines in episodes 31 and 33. Another break from insomnia we discussed in episode 49. This technique was initially proposed by Viktor Frankl, who before, during, and after he was imprisoned at Auschwitz in World War II, he was a practicing psychiatrist. This particular technique he dubbed paradoxical intention. Essentially, if something is really plaguing you and keeps popping up no matter how hard you try to avoid it, like insomnia, be paradoxical. Rather than trying to avoid the thing, lean in, embrace it actively and try to induce the thing you've been avoiding unsuccessfully with so much vigor. Dr. Frankel found it to be helpful for his patients, and modern evidence demonstrates a modest improvement in sleep for many who attempt it. It may look something like this. 
One night, after getting ready for bed and climbing under the sheets, don't try to fall asleep. Don't try to escape insomnia. Instead, try to stay awake. Can you lay in bed, even with your eyes closed, and stay awake as long as possible? What's the worst that can happen? If you don't think you've been able to get a good night's rest anyway, and what you've tried so far hasn't worked, what's the worst that can happen? The goal here isn't to pinch or hurt yourself or blast music or do jumping jacks to try to stay awake. Rather, match just what you would do if you were trying to get the best night of sleep possible. Only flip your intention 180 degrees without changing any of your behavior otherwise. If it really is the worry about not sleeping that's getting between you and feeling well-rested, then by replacing worry about being awake with an intention to stay awake, you may have just solved the Rubik's Cube of your sleep. By leaning into being awake in bed and giving your efforts to sleep a break, your insomnia just got a break too. And you might just find yourself waking up the next morning feeling more refreshed than usual. Take an insomnia break. Take a moment and soak up your environment. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you feel? Do you feel the pangs of insomnia somewhere in your body? Perhaps like an aching in your stomach or hollow sensation in your chest? Now say to yourself, this is a moment of suffering. You might find another similar phrase that rings more true to you. This is stressful. Or this is challenging. Or this hurts. Or this sucks. Next, say to yourself, pain is a part of life. You may find a similar phrase that seems less awkward or more you, such as, everyone experiences this, just like me. Or, this is how it feels when people struggle this way. Or, many people have felt the same way that I do now. Next, offer yourself a gesture of kindness and tell yourself, may I be kind to myself. Or, may I be patient. Or, may I be resilient. Or, may I give myself the rest my body needs right now. The may I is an invitation, an orientation, not a command and not an expectation. You may find other phrases that feel more authentic, and that's okay. That's it. Take an insomnia break. Notice what's going on around you and within you. Tell yourself, this is a moment of difficulty. Lots of people have struggled in the same way. May I accept it as it is and show myself kindness. So to summarize, not sleeping is exhausting. Insomnia is exhausting. The mental energy it takes to battle going to bed every night is just downright tiring. So give yourself a break, a break from insomnia. Often difficulty with sleep is precipitated by some major life event, a health scare, loss of income, family illness, stress at work, car trouble, bill collectors, global pandemics. Almost any life stressor can trigger the onset of sleep trouble. But life is epitomized by change. The resolution, relief from, or at least the adaptation to life stressors. But too often for many of us, even as the initial insult of stress is waning, our sleep troubles keep waxing. And an all-too-common perpetuator of sleep trouble is worrying about sleep trouble. In this episode, we reviewed three techniques to give that insomnia a break from interfering with your sleep. First, be intentional and set aside some time for anxiety, scheduled worry time. Whether you think you need 5 minutes, 15 minutes, or 2 hours, there's no need for judgment here. The point is not to solve all of your problems. The point is not to avoid your problems at any other point. But if worry, especially worry about sleep or anything else, if that worry keeps creeping in and hijacking your time in bed, 
don't keep trying to leave it out in the cold, hoping it will go away on its own, but rather invite it in for a hot cup of tea and warm by the fire. Write out whatever ails you. You can use abbreviations, bullet points, or long-form narrative tracing the roots of your worry back to the beginning of time. By acknowledging and accepting your worry, you've taken the first step towards not being ruled by it. And by giving it time now, you limit its power to take time away from you later. Second, paradoxical intention. With this technique, we are changing nothing in bedtime ritual or behavior, only flipping the intention. Lay in bed under the sheets, just like you would any other time. Close your eyes, get comfortable physically in your body positioning. But instead of trying to sleep, try to stay awake. You just might find that the paradox of intending to bring about exactly what you spent so much energy avoiding might be just the thing to take the wind out of its sails. Third, the insomnia break. Modified from Kristen Neff and Chris Germer's self-compassion break, this simple technique helps to put your troubles into perspective. Importantly, that you are not alone. This is challenging. It is challenging for millions of people just like me at this very moment. May I accept this without judgment and give myself the care I need right now. If you haven't already, go check out wellrestedmd.com day, where you can get a special download, a totally free cheat sheet. In this day of the life of the well-rested download, you'll find examples and timing of several morning and evening routines, the evidence-based best practices for wakeful days and restful nights. So head over to wellrestedmd.com D-A-Y to see these morning routines best practices in action. Be sure to hit subscribe in your favorite podcast player to get all the latest episodes. Leave us a review and head over to wellrestedmd.com for more information, including the option to sign up for email updates. Thanks for listening.